what is your advice for people that are considering switching their property manager? Well, do it now. I mean, I, I think that was a mistake that I made. When you, when you are considering it, it's probably time to do it. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. Your host, Todd Dexheimer, with me today. As always, on these Hump Day Hustles, I've got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. We uh, we have Christmas, uh, you know, here, I guess, right? Because uh, this was released on Christmas. However, we're yep. not talking on Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you. Same to you, yes. Yeah, Merry Christmas okay. to everybody out there that uh, that celebrates Christmas. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year as well. We'll be, we'll be uh, recording again for New Year's pretty soon too. But. Yep. Um, yeah, so two, 2019 coming to an end. We talked about that last week and uh, really got to focus and hone in on those goals and what you want to achieve and, and really get granular. I think that was hopefully what I, what I talked about last week is, and really allowed people to understand is you got to get granular. We talked about getting like seven layers deep, you know, really digging into your goals and really understanding what it is you want to achieve. Um, I had a great conversation with a guest who will soon be on and they were talking about, or she was talking about, you know, how her goals have shifted and she was talking about how her original goal when she was still working her W2 was, was focused on income. So, all her assets she was purchasing, she was purchasing them and really looking at how they can improve her income, not necessarily the, the, her net worth and how you can then shift that to say, okay, maybe now I don't care as much about my income because I've already got that established. Let's focus on building our net worth. So we can look at goals different ways and, and depending on kind of the season that you're in in your life, you can shift those goals to fit them. And we should always be looking at, okay, what's my overarching goal for this time of my life? What's this season? What are we trying to really achieve? So, Yeah, and whatever you focus on is what you get in life. Yeah, what you focus on grows, man. If you're focused on the negative things in your life and, and how you know, bad things are, that's what you're going to get. You know, if, if you're focused on, on the positives, on the outlook, on the goals, you're going to be able to achieve those. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is from the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. You become what you think about. Yeah, you are what you eat, man. Mm-hmm. 
Well, cool. So today I, I want to talk a little bit about property management. And we recently had to transition from one property management company to the other. And that's always a tough decision. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that decision. I'm not going to name any names, of course. Uh, but I just want to talk about that decision and, and what it uh, what it looked like. So that was a pretty recent uh, you know thing that we had to go through. It took a long time to make that decision, probably too long. Quite frankly, I should have decided before that, uh, before I did, and should have made that transition earlier, but it's never an easy transition to make. Uh, let, me, let me expand on why. Why is it not an easy transition to make? And I think that's important to truly understand. So when you have a third-party property manager, they are managing your property and, and they're building relationships with the tenants and um, they've got their own kind of process in place. Tenants get used to certain things. Tenants are, are, I don't know, they get comfortable, right? And so when you change something, when you shake the tree, these tenants get nervous. They work, everybody thinks about themselves. They don't think about the overall property. They're not caring about that. They're not caring about their neighbors. They're not caring about, you know, they're caring about themselves and they're worried about what's, how this is going to affect them. So people get nervous about it. And when nervous people, when people are nervous, sometimes they make decisions that they otherwise wouldn't have made, like maybe moving out of the property, not paying their rent uh, and just, you know, abandoning whatever it might be. So that's what you always worry about with that property management transition is you always lose occupancy. You always have rent that doesn't get paid on time because the, you know, that changed somehow and people don't like change. So we always have these things that happen and whatever momentum that management company had, if it was positive, um, typically ends up going to a halt, right? If it's negative, a lot of times I feel like it would just, it just continues to be negative and continues to go on. So, so that's why it's, it's difficult to have that change. It takes a while to get that kind of back up and running, you know, I mean, think about you know, spinning a wheel or doing anything. It takes a while to get it up to speed. And, and anytime you switch management, it stops completely. So what is your advice for people that are considering switching their property manager? We'll do it now. I mean, I, I think that was a mistake that I made. When you, when you are considering it, it's probably a time to do it. And I, I wish I would have taken that advice because I, so I, I wanted to make that transition quite some time ago because things weren't going the way the business plan was set up to do. And, and so you have to make tough decisions. You have to look at your business plan. What was the modeling? What were you supposed to be doing with these properties? Are you achieving them? Have you, Talk to the management company about that. Have you pushed them? Have you, you know, have you had those conversations with them? And if the changes aren't happening, then you need to make a change. And that's typically moving on with the property management. So first of all, you've got to look within yourself. Like, are you taking the action steps necessary for the property to actually be achieving at its potential? Are you communicating clearly with the property management company? Do they even know where they're supposed to be at? What are the things that you're doing along the way? And if you can honestly look at yourself and go, yeah, I feel like I'm doing the steps. I'm taking the steps I need to take. Well, then we've got to make a decision. Is the property management company, the, the company 
for this property, or maybe it's the on-site staff. And, and so one thing that happened with me is, is I felt like I was doing the communication. I felt like I was making those things that I needed to. But what I felt is the management company and the on-site weren't quite following along. And so the management company made the transition and made the switch. They, they got rid of some of their employees that were working at my property and hired new ones. And that was a great decision. So ultimately I said, okay, well, I'm going to give this some time, right? I want to let these new employees um, get used to the property and see how this growth happens. We started to see some positive growth happening, um, but it was slower than what I would have liked. So that was where I should have made that decision when the growth still wasn't happening the way we should have, because this was happening from these people got hired in the spring, which is perfect timing. And through the summer, we would have had that growth. I should have in the summer when the growth wasn't happening, made that decision to, to move on. Quite frankly, I probably should have done that prior to it, but I felt like I didn't give them the ample opportunity. I don't think I was doing my job early enough, pushing the, the, um, construction and some of that other stuff um, that I that I should have been pushing. So I felt like I, I have to give this management company enough of a shot when I am really pushing them, when I'm really explaining to them what needs to be done. I want to make sure they have ample opportunity to, to uh, be successful. You don't want to set people up for, for failure. So when things aren't going so well, your first thought is to look at yourself to see what do I need to do differently? What kind of supports expectations, communication do I need to give? But at what point have you given everything that you can to the property manager before you make that decision? No, yeah. This, this is it. This is time. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. And honestly, you've got to look within yourself at all times. And look, it, it probably was it, when you, when you think about it, it's probably my, my, my fault. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe they just never would have been successful. There's, there's that case, but you also have to go, okay, well, but did I do everything possible from, from the very start from day one? And did I set them up for success from day one? And honestly, you've got to look within yourself and go, okay, well, maybe I made some bad choices. Maybe I didn't quite give them the ample opportunity to be successful. Maybe I didn't, really focus enough on the business plan. Maybe I didn't stress enough that we need to get this construction done right now versus waiting. Maybe I didn't have the money in the budget. Maybe I didn't have whatever it was. You've got to look at yourself and you've got to really think about how have you set them up for success and how have you set them up for potential failure. And then, and that doesn't mean you have, you have to keep them. Maybe you do have to part ways with them, but still looking within yourself and go, okay, what, what, what did I do wrong on this whole journey to have this failure? And then when I bring my new management company in, what can I do to make sure this new management company is set up for success day one? Because you have to have your property be successful, right? That's, that's the only way you're going to end up making money. That's the only way you're going to take care of your investors. So what am I doing to day one when they take over that they're not set up for the same failures the first company was potentially set up under my watch. So that's kind of what I look at with this new company that's coming in. Okay. What are the checks and balances that we need to put in place? What are, how do we need to communicate with them? Um, you know, how do we need to make sure that they truly understand what we're trying to achieve with this property. Are we having 
real dialogue with them. Do they have it spelled out in front of them? So you've got to make sure you're setting your property management company up for success more than just assuming they're going to do everything you want them to do without them even knowing what you want them to do. And how much of that do you want clarified in the contract? Uh, I don't know that's necessarily much in the contract, but you should have a very well thought out and sound business plan that they receive. And, and you need to communicate with them. You need to actually go through that with them. And you need to go through the property with them. And you need to get them to uh, give you the ideas that, you know, what type of things that they're going to do and, and help them along the way too with some ideas of your, of your own. So it's just about open dialogue and everybody really being on the same page. And it's not just it's everybody involved, right? So it, it, for me, it's, it's, the, it's the maintenance guys. It's the on-site staff. It's my, it's my lead. It's my, you know, anybody, anybody that's on the property. It's my regional manager. And it's the, the top contact that I'm, it's everybody has to be on the same page. If we're not all on the same page, then how do we, how do we have success together? And do you start lining up that new property management company before you fired the old one? Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Uh, so for me, I was in talks with the new management company and, and many, many other management companies, um, you know, six months prior to releasing this management company, you know, maybe you don't need six months, but uh, in my opinion, when you, when you're going through your original process of, of hiring management companies, and you hire a management company, I think you should always continually have conversations with other management companies throughout um, to make sure that, for one, you might get some good ideas. Two, you might have a, a property that they send you. Uh, three, you know, it's, it's always good to just build other relationships, right? And as you're building those relationships, you might say, hey, you know what, look, if I have to, I don't want to, but if I have to remove this management company, I already know that I've built relationships with other management companies that I really know, like, and trust. And it would take me very little bit of time to move them into the, into the system and have them come on board. So I had been building those relationships with not only the company that I hired, but several other companies. Um, The company I hired for about six months, several other companies that I had not hiring for several years. Yeah, you need to get a backup plan before you need it. So if you wait until you need it, it's too late. It's too late. And, that, and then, you know, if you have to get a backup plan when you absolutely need it, uh, a lot of things can go wrong really quickly. Um, you know, and, and this isn't the case for this one, but I had another property that I, that I owned um, that things were going very, very wrong. Um, we went from 18 occupied out of 20 units down to uh, – seven occupied out of 20 units in a very, very short period of time. And I didn't have a backup property management company. Um, and so it took me quite a while to find a, the right backup, the right property management co- company to take over that project and to write the ship. And we're back up to now 19 out of, uh, out of 20, but it, you know, it took oh, a while and it was a long, painful road. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got there though. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. 
Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. You know, learning lessons along the way. There's a lot of things that, that you know, fortunately I've learned, but, um, you know, you never want to fire people. So I think a lot of it's about trying to make sure you're hiring the right person in the beginning. I know there's a lot of property management companies out there. What are the criteria that you look for when deciding which one is the right for you? Yeah, good call. So first of all, invest in areas you know that you can find good, sound property management companies that fit your business plan, your model, your personality, and the the business type. And more than just one. Okay, you don't want just just one property management company in the market because you're pigeonholed, right? You don't even want just two. You probably want a handful of them. Um, so instead of just buying a property based on the market, make sure you got good property management companies around. Once you say, yeah, I've got some options that I really think are good to choose from, then you really need to start digging deep into those property management companies. It's all about referrals. So I'm going to ask my brokers for referrals. I'm going to ask the other owners in the market for referrals. I'm going to find out who they're using and if they really like them. Um, And especially from the out-of-state owners, okay? Uh, So get to know some of the out-of-state owners. Make them your friends. Those are great networks to build. Brokers for sure. Um, Mortgage brokers as well. You know, uh, local banks, um, attend some of the real estate meetings in the, in the area. You know, typically there's a, some sort of commercial real estate, uh, meetup, um, maybe a luncheon, something like that broker meetup, luncheon, whatever, and that you can attend in the area. Um, so, so attend stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're in single families or small multifamily, there's, there's all kinds of other real estate meetups as well. Uh, and get referrals from them. You've got appraisers, you've got inspectors, um, you've got city officials, you know, housing inspectors. Housing inspectors are great. You, know, you can build relationships with them and say, hey, look, I'm looking at buying properties in the area. I want the best property management company in town. What property management companies do you work with that you find you have the least amount of, of uh, problems with? You know, um, that's a good indication that they're good sound property management companies. If they're, if the, if, if they're not getting fined consistently, well, that means they're probably taking care of the things that they need to take care of. Look at the reviews of their properties, tour the properties that they own, 
you know, if you go tour the properties they, they, sorry, I shouldn't say own, manage, and you find that a lot of them are, you know, a lot of deferred maintenance, landscaping's poor and all that. I'm sure they have excuses, but, you know, if one of them's like that, sure. But if, if, you know, you view 10 of them and they're all the same, guess what? It's not, that's a, that's a property management problem. That's not an ownership problem. There's a lot of them will say, well, the property owner won't let me do X, Y, and Z. Unfortunately, you know, our hands are kind of caught. Well, okay. I believe that once, but you know, four or five, six times. No, if they're different owners, no. So, so I think just a lot of research and diligence and you want to make sure can they actually do the job they say they're going to do? Some people think that by hiring a property manager, that means you can be completely hands-off to a property, <laughs> but you still have to manage the property manager. Yeah, you're the asset manager. Look, I mean, as an asset manager, you need to do your job. You need to make sure that you're making sure the business plan is being implemented. You're communicating a lot with the property managers. If you just let the property managers run the show, you're going to get what you get and you can't complain about it. But if you have those weekly phone calls with them, if you really dig into stuff, then you're going to have a lot more success. So you're the asset manager. You're, you're, you're supplementing what they do. You're, you're giving advice on marketing. You're brainstorming with them. You're coming up with solutions. You're coming up with, you know, different incentives for tenants. I mean, you're, you're, you are truly their partner, their, their guide that they're going to use. So make sure you do a good job at it. What kind of resources are out there for our listeners to learn how to supervise a property manager? Got me. Uh, well, I know there's a great conference that's coming up, for example. <laughs> well, you know, specifically on asset management, there's just not a lot out there, unfortunately. And we will be hitting on asset management with our, in our conference. That's a really important topic. I and mean, we've talked about it on this podcast, um, asset management. That's a very, very forgotten topic. A lot of people want to talk about how you acquire property. Some people will tell, talk about how you sell a property. Um, maybe so, selection of property management companies, but we don't talk about how do we properly asset manage uh, and what are the things we can put in place? What should we be doing? What steps along the way? Checklists, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at the conference, we'll be talking about asset management and how to do it properly. So that's the North Star Real Estate Conference, by the way, April 24th and 25th. There's our little plug. Um, yeah, and, and we really want people to attend it. There's going to be a ton of information. You know, this year we're going to actually cover the gamut, right? We're going to go, we're going to cover everything from, you know, buying and, and flipping to buying and hold to commercial real estate. We're going to really focus on how do you take your business and just scale it and grow it and we want you to go from wherever you're at today. It doesn't matter if you're already buying 200 unit buildings or if you're just buying a, a five unit building or a one unit or a single family house, or, or you haven't even done a deal. We want to take you from where you're at today and to get you to be able to get up to buying 100, 200 unit buildings, uh, buying 100 and 200 square thousand square foot, you know, office or warehouse center buildings and whatever you want to go, that's what we're going to try to get you there at the conference. And you're not going to get there overnight. Don't get me wrong, but we want to give you a path, right? We want to show you, okay, we can start here and there's no right or wrong answer where we start, but we can start here and we can go. And so you're going to see no matter where you're at, what 
path you can take to get to the next level. And that's what this conference we're going to try to achieve at the conference. It's going to be fantastic with several hundred uh, other real estate investors that are trying to do some awesome things in the business with a lot of great speakers and uh, there as well. So, Yeah, the North Star Real Estate Conference can definitely be a game changer for your real estate investing. And uh, I have a coupon code for people who want to sign up right now. If you go to nreconference.com and then in checkout, uh, type in the a promo code EARLYBIRD, all one word, uh, you'll get $100 off. Yeah. Uh, and it's cheap too. I mean, we're not charging a lot of money. We want people to get in the door. We're not making, this isn't the moneymaker for us. We want to teach people. We want people to, you know, get in the game and, and do it the right way. Uh, and we're providing great education. This, I had somebody ask, is this for Midwest investors? No, it's not for Midwest investors. This is for beginners or advanced people. Look, it's for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're in the Midwest, if you're in the Southeast, if you're in the West, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's for you. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your real estate investing career. It's for you. We're going to have very, very high level people that'll be at the conference. People that have done you know, multi, 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 multi millions of dollars in real estate to people that haven't even done their first deal yet. So we're going to have, you know, everybody there. You're going to be able to connect with amazing people and, and connect with people that you want. The best part of the conferences is the connections, the networking, who you meet, uh, surrounding yourself with the right people, the right mindset. So uh, that's typically the best thing I find with these conferences is, is what you get out of the relationships that you build with content. Of course, we want good, solid content, and we're going to provide that. But the content is actually secondary, in my opinion. Sure. So, um, well, cool, Matt. I, I don't know. Do you have any other questions on when, why, and how to fire property management companies? Yeah, I mean, it seems a little bit more complex than just firing an employee. Uh, you know, I've maybe fired eight employees during my time as a manager, and uh, you know, you just like like you're saying with the property manager, uh, you see what you need to do differently to give them the support and the communication that they need. And if it's still not working out, then you pull the plug. But with the property manager, you really need to be thoughtful about the transition process. You can't just, you know, fire a property manager and then scramble to figure out the next one. You really have to plan ahead uh, before that transition happens. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be stuck without property management company. Good property management company goes a long ways. Uh, so you don't want to be stuck uh, with your pants down. Nobody wants to see you with your pants down. Well, some people might, but you know, not me. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just pre-planning. I mean, look, anything that you're going to do to be successful takes pre-planning and thought and, and be intentional about it. And, and it's a tough decision, you know, and, and we don't want to make it and I didn't want to make it. And there's some good things about the property management company that I had to let go. Um, but some of the other things just weren't working. And so ultimately we had to move on in the other way. And, and I, I, they weren't happy, you know, they weren't excited that, that I was letting them go, but they did understand it. And, you know, we had a conversation about it and, and why it had to happen. And they, they had got it, they understood it. And they, you know, they handled it with professionalism. That's one thing you're worried about always. I have a friend that fired a property management company, actually fairly similar timing to when I fired one in his company did not do it professionally at all. Um, they were very negative about it. And you do worry about that. Luckily, I had a, a respectful property management company and, and group and, you know, they handled it very professionally. Um, and I think I went about it the right way as well. 
um, tried to line things up properly and, um, and explained my reasoning and situation and, and they understood it. And, and that's really important too, is make sure they understand why you're doing it. And you've got to be professional, respectful, polite about it. I mean, they're not my enemy. Uh, look, I, I would, I feel like I can call them up tomorrow and talk to them about the market, uh, talk to them about a property, you know, ask them questions. And I think we would have a good conversation that they wouldn't just tell me to go get bent. Very good. Yeah. Never burn your bridges. You never know uh, who's going to help you in the future. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, Matt, Merry Christmas to you. You have a fantastic rest of the day and we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Make every day a, well, a Wednesday, a Christmas day. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday. <laughs>